0: You can tell her you can tell
1: her anything. She's a real good listener, You can tell her anything. Hey guys, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they have never told anyone before. And um, and that's and and that's the podcast. Wow, I'm the reason you heard my hesitation was because I'm trying to time I just Looked up timer on Google and did you know if you look up timer, there's just a timer on Google. I'm really getting carried away. Um, you learn something new every day. But like I was saying, a uh, quick, couple quick announcements. This podcast is having its one year anniversary um, in just about a week. April 17th, I believe, was when we first launched this podcast. Last year, 2018. So to celebrate, we're going to have a live show on April 16th at Comedy Central Stage in Los Angeles. Uh, I have Gabby Dunn, Solomon Giorgio, Jenna Friedman, and a real therapist, Anais Poschetti, there to analyze Comedians' Confessions. It's going to be really fun. I'll be your host. We'll also play some fun games from the podcast, and it's totally free. So if you guys like uh, this podcast, you'll love the live show. Come watch. Make a reservation at ComedyCentralStage.com. And another quick announcement, uh, my short film, I Think She Likes You, is going to be at Tribeca Film Festival. I'm going to be there in just a few weeks, April 26th through May 4th. Um, Check out the screenings online, TribecaFilm.com. And uh, follow the film if you're interested in finding out more information about it at I Think She Likes You Film on Instagram. And I'm going to introduce my guest today. Um, He's been so patiently sitting here. He even let me walk my dog before this podcast, which is very kind of him, I think. Um, my guess. Usually
0: I don't. (laughs) Usually usually I say no. no." And I was like,
1: please, I begged on my knees. (laughs) (laughs) He has a live show called you dirty snitch with Blake Wexler happening on May 23rd at the dynasty typewriter in Los Angeles at 10 PM. It's Blake Wexler.
0: Hi, Teresa. Hi,
1: how are you? (laughs) I'm
0: doing great. How are you?
1: I'm doing great too. Yeah. You got a fresh haircut looking good for this. Yeah. For this medium. I'm so sorry to tell you that this is not, um, uh, you know, what are you saying? Um, well, uh, you never mind. Uh, it's fine. The haircut okay. looks great. Yeah. I'm sure everyone could hear it.
0: They can. It's tangible. Yeah, it's a tangible yeah. haircut. You it can really hear the texture it's, of the hair. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. yeah, and it costs extra. Uh, I don't. The,
1: it's the podcast cut. You were like, I yeah, must be heard on a podcast. It's a perfect
0: bowl cut for podcasts. <laughs> it just helps with the, you know, the acoustics. Oh, I've yeah. Found. There you go. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad your haircut and you are here. Thank you. Um, I want to give a shout out um, to our confidant of the week. Confidant is what I call our listeners. I love that. Um, thank you. I made up the word, it never existed before. No. I started using it. Um, <laughs> our confidant of the week is Andy Baloney. Um, he gave a really nice message, sent me a really nice long message on Instagram. Instagram, and he said my voice was almost like ASMR. So I I haven't that gotten mean? that before. You never heard of ASMR?
0: No, no, it's, I'm an idiot.
1: No, no, you're not an <laughs> idiot. And I also think I work in YouTube. So in in the YouTube, I work inside the computer. Oh, congrats! Um, thank you so well, much. Well, I'm glad
0: you got out <laughs> for this brief time.
1: Oh, what is plants? Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs>
0: what is plants? There's a
1: plant next to me. There's a plant next to me. That's why I said that. Um, no, I work for a YouTube show, so I feel like it's a big phenomenon on youtube so in my mind i'm like everyone knows it but maybe people don't and i actually am the idiot because i don't know what it stands for i think it's like audio vi- audio stimulation something media response okay something in that ballpark but it's like you know when you um if you hear something and it makes you like have that tingly sensation
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: that's what that is but it's a whole genre people make a lot of money just making asmr videos on youtube
0: oh my god i don't wanna, so like, if i watched it i could like like For the first time, I could feel something. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well,
1: some people are into it, and it's some, for some people, it doesn't do much. I mean, it might make you feel a thing, but you're not like... Okay, people swear it's not a sex thing, so I don't want to be like, right. who's turning people on? But I think it maybe is like a sex... I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like it just pushes... If you're going to be turned on, it pushes yeah. you these. I think people extra. watch it for like
1: two hours, and then they're like, ooh. And then I don't know what they do after yeah, that. Maybe
0: they would have just gotten turned on anyway. Yeah, you maybe. Know?
1: But it's like, uh, you know, when you're like you know when there's those little sounds <laughs> that's what it now is. now i do
0: like <laughs> what is that it's like
1: when you're like or you make like marble noise there'll be like marbles in front of the mic or they'll be like
0: oh like kind of
1: the like sibilant s. Like
0: okay i gotta i gotta yeah, i don't want to do this. it because
1: now now it is becoming an asmr podcast <laughs> but um well so th- thanks for that i guess compliment i don't know I've I think always, it's a compliment. I think it is too. Yeah. I used to hate my voice, and I don't know if I think a lot of people have had this growing up. Just like the first time you hear your voice, and you're like, God, what is that awful din? Like, right. I would hate it. And then I remember in my 20s just uh, hating it so much that I would just like, I would like hear, like, catch myself um, in the middle of a sentence, like, hear my own voice, and then be like, ugh. What is that?
0: (laughs) Oh, as you're speaking like like, live. Yeah. And I think some of
1: that was not being comfortable with this is before I did stand up, but just not being comfortable maybe in my own skin. Yeah. I'd be like talking to someone and then suddenly like become aware that I was talking Uh and then be annoyed like, oh, who do I think I am? What am I saying? Why do people (laughs) listen to me? Like that kind of thing. Did you ever have that? No. Okay.
0: Um, no, not, (laughs) (laughs) not specifically that, but uh this still happens i'm more aware of it now but if i start talking about something that is making me feel uncomfortable or mm-hmm. that i'm just not interested in uh my voice will like i speak from the throat a little bit uh-huh. and uh that's not my secret but like maybe when i'm speaking later about the thing that i'm gonna Ooh, talk about well, no. like you might hear it's like a little i can't even do it on yeah command, we'll get but, a
1: little uh a remix if anyone out yeah, there wants to edit together. you'll love
0: it <laughs> You're going to really like the sound of that uncomfortable Can't voice. Wait. Yeah. Uh
1: wait. Yeah. Well, speaking of confessions, I like to start every podcast with a good confession from mm-hmm. my guests just to start on a positive note. Do you have anything good you'd like to confess?
0: Uh, yeah. I, when I do shows and do well um, mm-hmm. at the show, so not often. No, yeah. um, frequently I'll do like well because I've been doing stand up for so long. Yeah. But I never tell people that I do well. I'll be like, oh, like they were like, oh, how was the show? And if I was being honest, I'm like, oh, this show actually went well. You know, my jokes yeah. work the way I wanted them to. I was very funny tonight. But I'll just say, Oh yeah, you know, it was a fun, it was a fun show or whatever, and then I'll start talking about another comic because it makes me feel uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> that's your good confession. That's
0: my good confession. <laughs> is, I am so, humil- so humble. Humil-
1: humility. Yeah, yeah, that is good. You're yeah. bragging about a trait so the trait that you want to be seen as is humble, and you are. So that's Correct. Good. I do see you as humble. So oh, that's, that's so
0: nice. Thank you.
1: Um, no, it, I just I thought it was funny because my first thought was, "So you're a liar." But I know that's not uh, what I like you that.
0: meant. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I lie constantly, and I'm um, rarely caught. No. People <laughs> believe me when I tell them that I don't people do well. People don't
1: want to hear you did well. No, I don't think that's <laughs> true. But but if, there is something about. Um,
0: what do you say, like, if someone like, "Hey, like, how'd your show go?" I
1: think so. I'm a little bit more braggy if I really felt good. Cool. Because there's certain not to everyone, but to certain people in my life, like to my sister, if I like really feel like I crush something I'll be like I crush nice. I, I'm not afraid to say that to her but I That's usually healthy. try not to say that to a comedian mm-hmm. um and uh yeah I don't like, I don't know what it is I think it's not necessarily that I've heard everyone talk about people will say like they're happy for you but then they'll also tell you like how they're upset at other people's success so I'm like well by yeah. transitive property
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're upset with me now Yes. Yeah, so
1: right. um uh, and then also I think they're a part of me that feels like if I acknowledge something good, then it will change it. Even though I know it's yeah, probably not that? true. It's just, I don't know. Like if I feel like I'll even have this with writing, like before I show anyone something, I'll be like, I think it's good and then and then I'm like no it's bad because if I think it's good then I'll show someone and I'll be like "Mm, that's bad
0: right I think that's okay (laughs) if it's after the fact like you've already done the thing rather I think when it becomes a problem is when you're self-sabotaging of Mm. this can't be good I've never done that it doesn't seem like you do that but there are some people who you know can be immensely talented and are so afraid of the thing being good but Yeah. Luckily that isn't one of my problems yet. No, I don't think
1: that's, uh, I I don't see you as that. Like, it's not like you're like, Oh no, it was so bad where it's like, okay, just take the compliment. It's just like, you're saying it was good. Or you're like, it was fun. I had fun. Right. Which is true. But you're not like, Oh my God, I buried them.
0: Everybody sit down. I'm going to do it again for you. I have been
1: (laughs) in a room of people just with friends, not like they were bragging to strangers, but, um, but this is a, uh, is it hubris? Is the word like brag? brag if it is, I won't know because I don't know. This the is definition. a bra- <laughs> bravado that I, mm-hmm. I wasn't used to because I, I I started in New York and then moved to LA and then um and I feel like when you start in a big city, you're just always gonna feel like someone's better than you. Yeah. But um, I was hanging out with friends who were I guess had started in a small town and they were talking about other comedians they had done shows with, and they were talking in a way that was like I. Buried him. Oh my God. Like, like in a very braggy right. way and they were friends and I'm, so it wasn't like they were bragging to strangers. I have to disclaimer because they're sounding like assholes and they're not, Right, but it was just a different culture that I was like, Oh, so interesting. I've, never thought to talk about myself like this um that's funny yeah so that so that is a thing that exists some people and that's healthy too i think it's healthy to yeah if you felt like you did well and you want to talk about it i think that's good
0: (laughs) i did that i've spoken that way once in recent memory where i went to another city and they put me on a show where it was like another like big, it was, uh, I mean, it was Chicago. I can just say it was Chicago. It's yeah. a big enough comedy town that no one's going to remember this show. But um, they put me on this lineup and they knew I was from L.A. Even though or I live in L.A., like even though yeah. I don't say I'm, like, from LA because I'm from Philly, but, like... You
1: handed out headshots as you walked in the door. Oh, right.
0: And they were signed by my <laughs> assistant. <laughs> and, um, so... And I charge for them, actually. You know, uh-huh. like, when someone yeah, hands yeah, you yeah. a CD on the street and then they ask... you
1: like, fill out a W-9. Yeah, saying, yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I have to claim, you know, I'm not <laughs> some fucking fiend. Um, but they kept bumping me on the show, like, with uh-huh. Chicago acts just to mm. be, like... Which is fine or whatever, but they were very like ven- like they weren't like telling me and yeah and not that that's I not need a, I
1: just said disrespective, and that's not a word
0: oh but it, you didn't need to be corrected <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was just not nice and then I like just went up and did my best stuff and like that was a thing where I'm like oh I've been wronged here uh, I'm gonna blow them out of the water and then afterwards it was like that bro thing of like yeah I fucking
1: did this <laughs> motherfucker
0: you know what I mean like just yeah, yeah my girlfriend's like it's comedy <laughs> come on man it's not you didn't dunk like, on someone you said someone. we
1: were going to dinner
0: um, yeah well we're going to dinner at 11 p.m. okay because <laughs> Blakey had a 9.30 show <laughs> no I'm just kidding I would never push a dinner back
1: <laughs> um, yeah uh, I constantly eat very late and then realize that I'm not a normal person my family growing up because I used to um, dance and my mom we'd come mm-hmm. home from a school we'd do after school activities and then do homework and then go to dance. And my mom was always like, my parents were both working. And so we'd always have dinner very late. Sometimes if she could get it done, she'd do it before dance. But then more often than not, it would be like in Tupperware and we'd be eating it on the way to dance. So it's like I would be dancing on a full stomach full of rice. Um, and then sometimes it'd be like, didn't have time, just eat when we come back, which would be like 10 p.m. So yeah. I thought that was very normal. And I, I'm thinking back on it has probably very much affected my eating habits. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I often will Come home, um, feed my dog, do shows, and then and then eat. Or not eat. And Weird. that's bad.
0: <laughs> I eat so... Like, I'll eat at 4.45. Oh, like that's dinner. great.
1: That's good. You have I time guess, to but then I get
0: hungry. But that's so okay, then sometimes I'll snack. have a late meal.
1: But do you eat a full late meal or a little snack?
0: A little snack. That's great. I Thank think you. that's perfect.
1: Because, you know, we have... Comedians, we have so much going on at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's not like... That'd be the time someone's unwinding. So you're actually like get, getting a lot done and expending a lot of energy. So it's natural that you would be hungry.
0: It's just at a different time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's like your lunch,
0: right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my lunch. I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Um, do you go, uh, I'm never good at transitioning, but this podcast, we kind of, uh, are inspired by therapy and, uh, confessionals. Mm-hmm. Do you go to therapy?
0: Uh, I don't. Um, I've been to, I went to a therapist like years ago and I'm not saying like I love therapy and I'm sure mm-hmm there will be a time where, like, things will come to a head, and it'll be like, Blake, you got to you gotta go. <laughs> like, What's you your gotta relationship
1: go? with therapy? Because um, do, do you say come to a head like it's a thing that is more remi- remedial? Or is it um, – like, do you go when something's up? Or uh, was it you went for a bit and you're like, I feel like I did a bunch of work and now I'm good?
0: Uh, I have a very, like, I'll handle it, like, kind of thing mm-hmm. where – Or, uh, but not even just myself. Like, I'll handle it through people close to me where I generally am pretty in touch with my emotions. Mm -hmm. And, but I also surround uh, myself with people who will be like, hey, are you, is something wrong? Like, are you good with this? And so they'll catch things if I don't. Does that make sense? Where it does. Sometimes you could be bummed out about something, but you're so used to like a schedule or or whatever your routine is you don't realize it initially and then I have like either like my girlfriend or like my super close friends or whatever will be like Mm -hmm. hey Blake you've been acting a little off lately and then I can do like a system check and be like oh shit you've let this get out of control or this get out of control so um, I think when that starts not working or if Mm -hmm. you know I have a problem that's like above their pay grade you know what I mean like (laughs) I'll go to a professional because I have like so much respect for therapy I actually Uh, suggest almost everyone I speak to go to therapy I just don't go yet but yeah yeah, I'm sure I will um
1: that's so that's interesting you're saying like when people say because that makes sense to be like you have friends that say you know is everything okay you've been off but I also feel like with comedy it lends to having a lot of like Friends that I I wouldn't even say Are acquaintances Because you feel pretty close To a lot of people you see But they're not like The kind of friends That see you day to day That would necessarily Catch something up Do you have a lot of Non-comedian friends That are like that Or you just have like A tight knit group Uh, friends that you hang out with all the time that would be able to see that change
0: Uh, I have way more non-comedian friends than Mm -hmm. I do comedian friends which is weird because I do spend so much time with stand-ups but I lucked out where I moved out here with my best friend that I grew up with who I've known Uh for like like, fifty, like, 18 years, you know? Oh, wow. And so he's great where we know each other so well. Yeah. Um. So he's, he's great where he can tell or if something, like, shitty happened in my personal. Like, if it's a Blake thing, I can go uh-huh. to him. Then I have someone else, if it's a career thing, yeah. who also know me as a human being but also, like, the business, I can go to them. So... Uh, yeah, it's, and then one of them is like also a comic. So yeah, t- I have two close com- comedian friends I can go to and then like another like best friend and then like a girlfriend who's known me for years. So that, that's yeah. really
1: nice. Yeah. I think, um, it's, it's so, um, oh, underestimated how nice just getting like, Hey, how are you doing? Text is yeah because you don't even have to necessarily say like, Hey, no. l- you are a mess. Like you just be like, Hey, how are you doing? And sometimes if you are feeling bad, that can pull you out of it. Cause you're like, Oh, someone noticed. But looking back, I'm like, I've I've definitely gotten texts like that when I don't think I was in the middle of something and just been confused by them. (laughs) And it also didn't make (laughs) me feel bad. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, there's definitely been quite a few times where people have been like, hey, like out of the blue. be Like, how are you? And then I've started talking like, good, how are you? And then realize they had nothing to say. And then now looking back, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that person was checking in on me (laughs) yeah
0: which is better to have that than (laughs) like just a empty void (laughs) yeah
1: yeah because worst case um you just end up having a quick catch-up convo with a friend and even if you don't have anything specific to say it's still like oh good to hear from you but yeah so i think definitely if you are ever worried about people send those texts they're really nice
0: yeah it's nice to get do you ever so if someone i've been doing a thing when someone asks me how i'm doing the first my instinct is to be like uh, this thing didn't work out in my, in my career I have this thing <laughs> I'm looking forward to in my career But I always do one career thing mm. One personal life thing One like relationship or friendship th- Or like an event that I'm looking forward to Oh going yeah to, to is just try thing. to catch up Yeah.
1: Gosh um, I don't know Because I hear so much people joke about like Yeah I don't really want to hear how you're doing when I ask you And so I'm like that's <laughs> you know what I mean Like the hey yeah. how are you and then you're like well But right. like yes I don't want to be that well, it's person It's
0: a minute you yeah. know you'll be fucking fine Just listen <laughs> Yeah <laughs> For A minute,
1: but I um, but there's always something going on that I can talk about, so that's why I'm always like, Do you really want to know? Usually, I say good, and then they're like, Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, Fine, you want to hear? Um, you asked, I don't know, it's weird because I don't know that I have t- <laughs> it sounds sad, but I don't know that I have too much going on outside of career, only because I feel like I've really done a bad job of the work life balance. Uh, <laughs> I've really meshed the two, and I don't mind because I think, um, I think I've always wanted to make a career out of something I wanted to do for life. So, yeah, for sure. which is what I'm doing. Um, so in my mind, I don't separate it, but then, yeah. But then when you realize everyone, you know, is related to your career, then you're like, huh, I guess I should, uh, take up knitting or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think I admire that too, where, yeah, I think that's a good, like you work your ass off. Like we were talking uh, the other night at your show, we were like, oh God, like how much do I plug this show? How much do I plug that show? You know, like uh-huh. how much work do you put into the separate things? And like, I think that's a great work ethic to have. And if you don't have that, then, you know, you'll still be talking about your career, but it'll be all negative. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're not working hard. I now. try
1: not to start with negative things, but I do think that's a common trend and it totally makes sense that I used to be like that. Um, because we're always trying to improve ourselves. So you think of the negative thing, but then you realize that your people start connecting you to negative energy of every time yeah. they talk to you, especially people in comedy where even if you're friends, uh, let's say you see someone like every three weeks, you know, when you're on a show together, maybe. Then and if every interaction you have is kind of negative, like, right. like they kind of do become a cloud in your head, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because you're like, oh, geez. You know, because we all deal with our own shit. Yeah. And then to add you can only take so much more on you know especially if you're just an acquaintance it's like uh, there's blah 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 you know like I can't deal with this shit right now because I'm dealing with my own shit, you know?
1: Yeah. I've still, I go to now is I talk about my dog cause I find yeah. that he's kind of a new, uh, not neutralizer, an equalizer. Everyone's pretty happy to hear about him and see photos of him.
0: Of course. So now
1: when I talk to someone I haven't seen for a while, I'm usually like, when they're like, what's new, how's LA? I'm like, I got a dog. Yeah. And then I say, you want to see a picture? And then they'll usually say yes. And then I show a picture and I'm like, well, now we have something to talk about. And, uh, then that's it. That's, that's so and sweet. It's a real update and it's not related to career. So perfect. I like that a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah that's it's pretty perfect.
1: good um, well speaking of telling people things is there anything you would like to tell me Blake where are
0: you going with this uh, <laughs> yes so I went through a few things that I wanted to tell you and okay. I actually not to like fluff your feathers, but I was listening <laughs> to your podcast and I'm like, Oh, I think this might deserve something heavier than like,
1: Oh, okay. what?
0: Like, cause initially it was going to be how much I would steal from day jobs, which <laughs> is, uh, I would love to talk about that. Uh, when my, when I come back, when I'm asked back a yeah. month from now, I don't know what your turnover rate is. Oh, oh sure. I mean, would
1: love to have a second, uh, a second time returning guest. <laughs>
0: Perfect. We still I haven't,
1: would... haven't had it, but you know, I'm, we're open to it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm open. And, uh, my schedule was open. Uh, <laughs> (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I am terrified of having a brain aneurysm and I think about it like every single day wow that's my thing yeah
1: okay let's unpack that so no, we'll be right back <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. i would like to
0: take a commercial to plug something yeah, myself please
1: buy quip quip tooth no um we're not a sponsor. no scrub that don't get the free ad space um
0: <laughs> i like that you went to an ad for like that like advertises on podcasts you it know does. you could have gone to, like coke or pepsi You're or right. some big company but you went to like a subscription Pl- toothbrush the
1: top of your intelligence blake <laughs> I got that UCB training. Okay. You're right. You do. I know all about that improvisation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Yeah. I wonder how much um, people actually... They must get a lot of you know what, this is a different podcast. Yeah, no, see what like, I did there was I get, deflected. Like the return on investment of advertising on a podcast. Cause I, I imagine the same people have to do it on like literally the goal. I think if you're advertising on podcasts, you're not like, I'm going to go for one. You're like, I'm going to go for like all the podcasts. Cause everything, yeah. there's like four things that advertise like on all the podcasts. You're right. So then you just connect it to the podcast and that's okay. Cause then you're like, I'll just spend all the money on trying to get in every single podcast.
0: That's really funny. Yeah. Like I'll listen to a sports podcast and then like, you know, some very specific improv comedy podcast. And it's like, wait, so I guess, yeah, both audiences like stamps.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah I guess exactly. they both
0: have mail. That makes sense. But back to my head exploding. Um,
1: back to your head exploding. Okay. So, um, I don't think you're going to have an aneurysm, but um, I'm you. curious as to where this came from. Um, is it, I mean do you know why why you have this like is there a moment you saw someone have an aneurysm yeah or? for
0: sure no there's a reason and I might um, not right now I'm fine but uh, this oh, okay. there's is nothing this is not imminent but um, so like my dad had one when I was oh, wow. younger and then this is a thing that I've like this part I've never told anyone that like I think about this every single day uh-huh. but <laughs> the reason why I've spoken about it before um, on like my most recent album it's like a 17 minute stories and I'm now I'm gonna do it word for word no um, <laughs> (laughs) bridge version is when i guess i was 15 or 16 like my dad was coming down into our driveway like his car crashed into a tree uh my mom was like screaming and stuff uh i go outside and he was like passed out and then i like kind of revived him and then the ambulance came and he gets taken to the hospital uh he's conscious and stuff he's like out of it because i'm like oh that's like a car accident out of it or whatever and they did like scans on him and he was like his brain was bleeding and he was in a coma for two months (gasps) and then the story by the way has a happy ending so don't get too like too sad but like so two months uh, or like a month later the doctor calls us in and it's not like the general head surgeon you know like lead Uh surgeon sorry no pun intended lead surgeon uh Uh, it was (laughs) the second guy it
1: was a woman No. it
0: was (laughs) that's my twist isn't that that's the crazy part of the story there was a female (laughs)
1: could you believe it (laughs) i can't
0: believe it anyway any questions uh Uh, just a sudden misogynistic turn (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um no so uh this person did happen to be male though, and he was like yeah um your dad is gonna be like in a vegetative state and like so you can take him off life support or like leave him in one. Oh my gosh. so we were like yeah he would never want that we said goodbye <gasps> to my dad wow went back the next day and uh by oh. the way i think my voice just did it this is what my voice sounds like when i'm uncomfortable super- talking about something but i mean i'm fine There's more
1: of a range thank you (laughs) yeah
0: i'm more of a soprano usually (laughs) uh than a tenor
1: um how old were you when this was happening
0: uh i was a sophomore in high school so like 15 or 16 oh yeah big time Mm -hmm. and um so we went back the next day after they gave it, like said goodbye to him, went back to fill out paperwork, and then that like lead surgeon came in who we've been talking to, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, guys, I don't know why you're doing this. I ran some tests, and it looks like he's there's no reason to expect that he wouldn't have a normal you know what? life. And I don't know if they fucked up, like someone <gasps> fucked up. It's
1: the same same guy said that, or a different so guy. it was the
0: his boss. Oh, his so, boss,
1: and then the surgeon came back and said, it.
0: "Yeah, so it was the." The guy who gave us the wrong information was, like, number two. Oh, oh And then the number one guy came back in and was like, what the hell's going on here? Oh, my God. So, he, like, came out of it, like, a month later. Or not a month, like, a couple weeks later, like, he came out of the coma, did rehab, blah, blah, blah. And, like, um, yeah, and it's, it and was... And were you're
1: like, haha, we almost <laughs> unplugged well, yeah. you. No, there
0: were a lot of jokes along, you know, like, dark. Oh, my God. He, uh, yeah, like, a few, like, weeks later, or, like, months later... Um, we were like at a baseball game and I wanted to catch like home run balls in the outfield like before the game and I was seven. Like, actually at this point I was probably 17 years old uh-huh. too old to be doing this <laughs> and then my dad was sitting in the back and almost got hit in the head by a ball and it, in that moment it's like oh well I've already you know, tried to kill him once by taking oh a lot of support. We should probably cut that shit out. But, uh, yeah, so that, like... Maybe so, it
1: was, uh, what's that, Theranos? Maybe they used Theranos.
0: Maybe it was, yeah.
1: How could they be so off? That's crazy.
0: It was insane. So, um, yeah, it's... And that's a weird thing, as I'm saying, because I've talked about this... Uh, about my dad's thing, not my own feelings about it. Yeah, Uh, I like kind of never really talk about my own feelings about it because the story itself about my dad is so crazy that I'm like, well, my feelings aren't interesting about it. You know what I mean? But I think when I, to bring it full circle, we were talking earlier about, oh, will I ever go to therapy? Like Uh this might be the thing that's like, because I don't know. I, I haven't totally wrapped my mind around it yet. Yeah. Because I don't know what that mistake was. You know what I mean? Like when you asked me that, which is a a, a great question and also just a fundamental thing that I should know why this crazy thing in my life happened. And I don't know what the mistake was.
1: Like why it didn't even go from good news. We have a new discovery. It was like, I don't know why you did. It was like clearly there was some disconnect there.
0: Yeah, it was. I believe it was a miscommunication and yeah. I think if we, I don't think they would have like unplugged my dad, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm sure they would have, they do these tests, oh I think. Oh my God,
1: yeah, they would have had second opinion. Yeah, like
0: it would have been, yeah, for, for these exact reasons, you oh know, they have God. these second things. Oh
1: that's so stressful here. It's that. crazy,
0: but so he ended up recovering and he's like in his late seventies now and mm-hmm. has... Like, he's had short-term memory loss and, like, some... But what, like, old guy doesn't have that? So, it's uh-huh. hard to tell if... Oh, is this an aneurysm thing? Is this, like, a blah, blah, blah thing? You know, like, is this an old guy thing? Yeah. But my fear is that... So, like, we... Like, it really, like, fucked my family up, like, big time. Where
1: God, I can imagine. he...
0: Um, like, my dad had a really good job. So, uh, my girlfriend and I have this bit where, like, my life was, like, uh, riches to rags... To riches, to rags, to like snitches or something where where it's just this weird thing where I grew up like upper middle class Uh and then we basically lost everything because it happened when my dad had his like brain injury during right before the recession hit in 06, I guess. So this is a thing I've never talked about. What did he do or uh, the job? He was he worked in like marketing, but he was like a vice president or a senior vice president at a company. And it wasn't. You know, uh, I like don't know. Big it was like, comfortable.
1: You guys were comfortable.
0: Yeah, we weren't. Re- we were upper middle class where like we could go on a vacation once a year, yeah. you know, and you
1: weren't like thinking about money, which generally means you have it.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Where we couldn't go to like, you know, we weren't living in a mansion or an enormous mm-hmm. house or anything, but it's like, oh, we'll go to the Virgin Islands for a week and mm-hmm. it's not insane, yeah. you know? And then um, but yeah, like also I was able to go to college like that wasn't even a thought where before then it's like, oh, I'm going to college for four years. Yeah. And then it happened uh, after that. It's like, oh, shit, I may have to pay my way personally through college, which, by the way, I'm well aware some people don't even have that. I'm so lucky (laughs) that I had any of these things. It's just a funny thing where it's like, oh, this was a person who was you know like more privileged than a lot yeah. of people then had like the family we had to keep moving because we like kept not being able to afford rent but that's and then live paycheck thing. to paycheck and yeah, yeah. they like, still people don't
1: think about that i mean like not to there's obviously a different level like if you're below poverty line that's just a whole, whole nother if you're like worried about food you're at a totally different level of you know needing to survive but within like even the middle class there if you're if you lose a lot suddenly, um, that's a real struggle. Like, obviously, I'm not saying like, it's any more of a struggle than something else because they're definitely more, quote unquote serious things. But I don't think it's to be discounted because, especially in your um, developmental years, like, in your high school years, that's such a pivotal time of your life. So, if you're dealing with a big, thing like that, that can really affect your life. So, I mean, it is good to, yes, I'm glad you're being aware of like, you know, whatever, having privilege, but I don't think this should discount your experience. So I had a similar, like my family was also, um, upper middle, you know, Silicon Valley. My dad was an engineer and then we, he lost his job and we had a lot of, um, like we lost a lot of stuff. We had also had to move. I never, ever felt like it was dire, you know, I always knew where the next meal was coming from. Mm -hmm. So I was very lucky there. But but yeah, it's the same thing. You start to feel the gap because you've made all your friends and you're in the most like superficial way. But like you're at a school where everyone's on a certain level. So if you suddenly lose a lot, you do feel that gap. Yeah. And and so that can affect your growth too. So I I think um, that's a thing that people don't always talk about because people think it's like black and white, like whether you had money or you didn't. Right. But within that, there's still like losing money fast can also put you at a disadvantage. Yeah, Obviously it's a different disadvantage, but I think it can still affect your growth for sure.
0: Yeah. It's, it's funny the way you just put that where it is because you, like I was used to living a life with, you know, other upper middle class people. Mm -hmm. And now I can relate like going from like to like, I guess like lower middle or middle middle. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it was a funny that where I can relate to both where I'm like, I can have a friend who's you know like just regular middle class or whatever and we'll be talking and then they're like yeah this fucking guy like we used to go to France all the time with his family and I'd be like <laughs> fuck them because I've lived that li- like that yeah. jealousy of god I wish I could go on vacation with my family but then I've also been like oh wait I have been you know it was yeah. just a long time ago and like <laughs> we lost that it's a really funny thing where but also like you said uh, I, there's never there was never a threat that we would end up on this street it would be like oh we went from a house to like a one bedroom or something, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it was a silly—that's um, not silly, but it was different. It was a different perspective. The
1: France thing is interesting because I, um, I also I remember distinctly having a friend because I grew up in the Bay Area, which is a very like wealthy area yeah. and educated area. And my there was a friend in uh, elementary, Or maybe it was middle school, and he was like. Uh, I have f- my parents own four houses and I remember just being like that's so excessive like but <laughs> yeah. also the fact that I went to school with someone who owned four houses you know that I'm so, still but in a you've bracket been to two of
0: their houses yeah I'm
1: like in a bracket <laughs> you know what I mean like it's like you don't have that like if you're in a totally different bracket so yeah now uh with more time going by I can see that like I was very much still a part of that world whether or not I was at the top of it doesn't you know right but I remember getting that talk um the we need to save money talk when during the recession and my dad lost his job. And there was a period of time when my dad would just watch movies on from Blockbuster every day at home. Cause you know, it's hard for yeah. a man who has a family. It's crazy. Like lose men, a it's crazy. Yeah. Just yeah. A totally different personality. And, um, and then my mom told us that we all had to. Um, like watch our, tr- like our driving trips. Like she was like, whenever we can, we got to carpool to places. And also like, if you don't need to go to this place or try to tack on your errands at the end of like dance. Right.
0: Right. Um, because
1: gas right. was so expensive, but yeah. also we still went to dance. So you know what I mean? Like it was like, we have to drive less, but you still do the things you want to do. So it's still that's like, that's so interesting.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, yeah.
1: Cause we could have just been like, and now we'll cut all your extracurriculars and there's a couple grand that we can just have back. So yeah. it's still a level of privilege. Um, but it you almost feel it more when you're trying to still do the things while saving money,
0: <laughs> it's so, it's just so fun. Yeah. Cause before it's a really interesting juxtaposition of, yeah. cause you could easily say, well then don't fucking go to, like, what do you need to yeah. go to dance? Yeah. But your parents, it was interesting seeing how the parents handle it for mm-hmm. their kids where, I think my parents could have honestly cut back on other certain things where when we would move a lot, the place that we would move to next should have been, we should have just moved directly to the place three places from then because uh-huh. then it was just like, you can afford that over there, you yeah. know, but they want to provide for their kids and they don't want it to be like a shell shock to, you know, like my sister and I was like, well, all right, we're, we're going from the standalone house, you know, like this, like, you know, decent size house to, like, a, a, a condo or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's was like, no, we can't afford the condo. It's like, okay, well, then we will go to a house, like, all the way in this area. It's like, yeah. yeah, we can't afford that either. You know, like, let's just go to the one on the end so you can spend money on, you know, like, we can go out to dinner more. Like, that's a thing that you guys like. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's an interesting way of how to allocate uh, money that way. How
1: did you guys take it as the kids?
0: Um, I think... For me, I can't speak for my sister. we're like four years apart, and I think it was harder for older Oh younger she's I guess. younger. Okay. yeah. And I think it was harder for her where I was on my way, like when it really like further down the road when it kept getting worse and worse, I was moving out anyway. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I'll kind of feel bad every once in a while, Uh too, where it's like, oh, shit, she had to stick around for the worst of it. Mm -hmm. And then I went out, you know, to L.A. to be like a silly person and then support, you know, my I was like supporting myself, but also I wasn't around to help them and I was barely supporting myself still you know what I mean but it maybe
1: made you um, a little bit like the timing of it maybe made you a little stronger because you go to college is kind of this safe four years where you get to you know where you're going to be for the next four years I mean for the most part um, if you stay in school and then you can worry about jobs so you're kind of going into it with this like ominous like okay warning right like I can I see I've had stuff and then I've also seen the drop so then it kind of puts you at a place to be more resilient later whereas like if you're very young sometimes you're not aware of what's going on and you may uh feel it more yeah yeah i don't i i kind of my sister and i had that because my dad lost his job and then we we shortly after that went to college. Mm -hmm. My little brother was eight years younger than me. So he was around for most of it. Yeah. So I I think he really felt the strain on my parents, you know, because the, you know, finance always affects the marriage and all that stuff. So I think he felt it a lot more and we just went to college. So I I totally relate to that feeling.
0: Yeah. It's real. It's hard to reconcile because we haven't totally talked about it, Uh you know, or, or it'll come up and it's understood that she was around for the worst of it. And then I was also – I would help as much as I could. But, yeah, but also, on the other hand, they are really tough. They might even be tougher, too, where they had to deal with so much shit. They might be more worn down, but less phases them because they were – in that shit for longer you know did
1: your sister go to college
0: she did yeah yeah and uh she went to college at charleston graduated she actually manages a improv theater in charleston south carolina which is funny isn't that weird
1: in similar fields yeah
0: yeah yeah she won't book me but uh (laughs) no no, they they don't book stand-ups really but uh yeah it's really cool like seeing her do that because like oh holy shit that's you know, the only job there where they live now. And it's like, yeah, like that, wow. you know,
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so wait, I know what an aneurysm is yeah. ish, but I've always heard of it from soap operas. Of course. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> always get them and then they lose their memory and then they suddenly remember. Um. That's what it is. But it is. No. <laughs> it's, no, no,
0: it's, uh, it's a mirage. <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, it's when you have an evil twin uh, who comes back from the dead. Uh, yeah. But uh, Is it just um, Is it Does it have to be Brought on by a uh, Not a concussion A um, Impact with something Because that's kind of What I thought it had to be Triggered by something
0: So no that's the scary part Okay So uh, basically, I have to get checked every 10 years to make sure I don't just randomly get one. So
1: it's because it's genetic and he found that out, right?
0: Yeah, it was genetic. And well, he found that out after he woke up from a coma. <laughs> later.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: basically what happened was he was just driving. He didn't know it was in his head. He didn't even oh, know it was genetic. It, and
1: that's why he crashed.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I'm understand. sorry. I, sorry. Didn't, I, I didn't make that no, clear. No, no, no.
1: I mean, that's me being an idiot because I didn't know exactly what it was. I thought he crashed, which caused the aneurysm.
0: Oh, fu- no. Uh, funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so funny, like, he was, um, it was no, the silliest uh, <laughs> brain injury. Oh
0: um, no,
1: I understand now. Okay, yeah. so it happened while he was driving, and that's what caused him to crash.
0: Correct. Yes, yeah. so, it happened but,
1: right in the driveway. Wow,
0: which was so lucky yeah. because he had uh, like a long commute home, and he would come oh home God. on a busy highway. So if that had happened even 20 15 minutes before like he could have he would have died he could have killed people you know it would have been terrible it would have been even worse so basically what an aneurysm is is that i believe it's either a vein or whatever it is in your brain like gets uh like a bubble in it basically and that so that is a brain aneurysm so that can start affecting you and, like, that's a problematic as well. Yeah. His got worse because it ruptured, meaning, like, it, like, these are, like, gross terms, but, like, it burst, basically. So, yeah. he had active bleeding in his Aww. head, basically. So, that is the worst version of it. Mm-hmm. But a regular aneurysm is, like, really bad, too. So, I'm not sure what the warning signs are. It's kind of similar to a stroke. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the aneurysm thing, basically, when he got, it's... Uh, I keep saying it's funny. When we got to the hospital, like in the waiting room, they have, it's called like the intensive care units where the worst... Uh Things go, you know, the worst injuries, yeah. blah blah blah, and it was specifically brain injuries, and they just have these. They're supposed to be informative, but they're these horrific specters, oh these god. charts <laughs> hanging just in the fucking hallway of like, oh, if you have a ruptured brain aneurysm, you have ten percent chance of survival. Jesus, and it's like, why is this out here? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Know? Yeah, it's it's odd. Where when I think about it, I remember very. It was uh like 15 years ago but i remember very specific things like that yeah of oh shit why was that out there you know what i mean um but yeah that's what a brain aneurysm it's like a bubble and then like if it ruptures that's uh yeah ruptured
1: wow so it so it's passed on so you have to check to how would you even check for that
0: so it can be passed on well this so uh i was i got checked a year and a half ago i'm fine um Good. but yeah <laughs> and i'm so glad yeah of course of course uh this brain is clearly highly functional of <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny There uh when they called me after i got it done they're like your brain is unremarkable which is a very funny oh like uh, there's which nothing
1: I to like have to inspect nothing but. to
0: <laughs> remark upon but i couldn't help but take offense to it it's uh-huh. like, this is a very impressive brain but <laughs> hey so uh you're supposed to get it every 10 years uh-huh. and i got it right after it ha- so it's an MRI I believe where you have to go into the tube and then it's like really loud and you're in there for a while. But, um, I got it done when I was 16 and the next time I was supposed to get it was when I was 26. Uh But at one point I got like very drunk at a party two years later and fell down a flight of steps. So they had to do it again just to (laughs) make sure. (laughs) And, uh, which is obviously very embarrassing. But Uh so that bumped up my thing to, Oh, I didn't have to get it until I was like 28 or whatever. Uh But, when I was out here, it keeps, like, you know, in your in my head, it's always, if I'm doing a push-up or something, you know, like, uh, I if I'm not, like, breathing right, you know, sometimes you can get a little lightheaded yeah. or whatever. First thought, brain aneurysm. You wonder. And then...
1: Oh, gosh, that sounds so stressful.
0: Oh, it's ridiculous. And that's, like, it's not health. And I know logically that that's probably... There are other ways to get a brain aneurysm. It's not just familial like you can develop one uh-huh. somehow
1: by thinking about it yeah it's much? mostly no. by th- it's push-ups
0: actually <laughs> my dad was no, doing a push-up on the up highway thinking
1: about it. <laughs> I don't mean to stress you out more
0: no no no. it's totally it's not possible <laughs> so um, it'll be something like that and then uh, this is where I'm mentioning to exercise things which is not like a huge part of my personality yeah, but I'm
1: like wow what a, a beefcake okay. yeah, yeah no I'm just, a huge just...
0: beefcake yeah no I was benching 680 and <laughs> 680,000 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh, that's a lot. Well, it was Tuesday. And (laughs) it's just a general Tuesday. But I bought like a jump rope at one point. I'm like, oh, I'll start jumping rope. And then after I did it, I got really, really dizzy and like nauseous. And my vision was really hurting. Oh, that's scary. I have an aneurysm. (gasps) And then... It was it turns out I had like a sinus infection and I bounced so much that it like just made my whole like, you know, not vertigo, but it just made my balance off. But it's things like that where I'm not a hypochondriac at all. Like I Uh can like I'll shake hands. I'll like fucking drink out of someone else's drink. I don't care. Uh But it's very specific to my head where, Yeah. yeah, if I like hit my head or um yeah it's just any head thing where literally nothing else I don't give a shit about getting sick I don't care at all <laughs> it's just head stuff
1: do you um uh okay I just lost my thought nope. ah, no well, here, <laughs> real, uh, I Boy. think there
0: was one thing as you get your thought yeah uh, well you're having one now oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry just so many jokes um but I was worried so I didn't get one I think there was a year and a half where I needed to get it like I was year and a half overdue but i didn't have health insurance out Uh here and it would cost like uh probably a thousand like over a thousand dollars to get one i just didn't have the money so that was a period where anytime even if i like got hungover or something i'd be like fuck like is this a hangover is like did i fuck up my brain like did i whatever but yeah in the past year i got one done and it's uh yeah it's it's unremarkable i remember
1: what i was gonna say please uh, um so happy your unremarkable brain uh (laughs) uh, i was gonna say do you do you get more paranoid? Like, um, do you do you wonder if um, there's some sort of placebo effect? Like, if you're the fact that you're worrying about it might stress the symptoms more, could that be possible?
0: That is such a good question. So there are doctors, uh, I've had a doctor in the past say that you shouldn't get your brain checked every 10 years or you shouldn't yeah. get the scan because if there is something there, then you can start stressing and that could cause other oh, health God. problems. But I don't even know it's... It's funny as illogical as I am about the brain aneurysm thing. I think if I found out something was there, I would be like, "Oh, okay, something's there," and I would take action. You know, like,
1: It's almost like you're not that you actually want it, but you're waiting for the thing to happen so you can start addressing it.
0: Yeah, and that's a thing I do in general. Yeah. Like it's like, whatever, think of worst-case scenarios like, "Just give that to me cuz I can fix that somehow," you that's know? That's
1: so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I um I think I relate to that. Um I I am a bit of a hypochondriac, but once I think something's going to happen, I if I don't get it checked, I'll just keep thinking. I would just right. want the relief. But I want the relief, not the thing. But the other day, this is kind of gross, but I thought that I left a tampon in because <laughs> right. I, I didn't take it out. I sw- and it had only been in for like two hours. And I was like, I definitely didn't take it out. I must have taken <laughs> it out. But then I was like, it's definitely in there. I couldn't find it. And then um, the next day I was like, I guess I'll put another one in. And then I was like, I think I have two tampons. And then I, <laughs> and then I Googled it and there was stories about... Oh, and I heard on a podcast. Oh, that day, a podcast, it just came on where guy said, and it's not like this... I hear this every day, so I was like, "Oh my God, it's a sign." The guy said his girlfriend had left a tampon in for over a month, and her fingers started turning blue. And they went to the hospital, and that's how they found out it was still there. So I was Jesus. like, "I gotta go." And I'd just been to the gynecologist. What co- color
0: were your fingers? I'm your just thinking regular. Regular. Uh, regular. Okay, good. Thank
1: yeah, y- y- the regular skin color that we all are. Um, I don't know. That's <laughs> Not I, We're all different skin colors. That's, <laughs> I don't think we're all the same skin color. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, if,
0: what if that's how we found out that you were co- actually completely colorblind? <laughs> <laughs> holy shit um, good for you yeah,
1: yeah. you're progressive and you know, uh, black and white fingers that's what they look like um <laughs> i uh what was i saying oh, oh you were
0: saying so you so had this phobia that you left it in. in
1: yeah i went to work and i was freaking out so i was like i gotta go so then i went to the gynecologist's office. They're like we can see you now and i went in and she said nope it's not there but she was like but this happens a lot so don't worry that's and so, so- I'm glad i went because otherwise i would have been freaking out and i'm sure i would have thought I would have just like convinced myself that it was there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, of course. Or you could have like that can affect, maybe you're not paying attention to something that you're doing yeah. and you could hurt yourself that way or whatever. Yeah. It's always weird um, to think about the, the butterfly it's good to get effect it checked or whatever. Out.
1: But I, okay, wait. So th- I want to talk more about th- what you said about thinking like about the worst thing. And then almost obviously not actually wanting to happen, but almost like wanting to get to that point so you can deal with it. Right. Cause I think that's super interesting. And I think relatable Cause it's like, when you say it like that, it sounds crazy, but it's, it's not because I think there's a part of human brains that doesn't want to be not in control. And so if you are presented with a real problem, then you can, then it can be in your control, even though the situation sucks to fix it. Right. But if there's nothing to fix, then
0: you're just, you're just handcuffed. Yeah. I think so. It's, it's a funny, uh, Like, you know, like opposition of skills that I have where I'm like a very, very good problem solver, but terrible at sitting back and like not stressing about something. So it's like, okay, if only I could use my skill, you know, Uh like which is problem solving. But I can't use that skill because I'm really shitty at the other thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm just stressing
1: happening, but there's this anxiety.
0: Right. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Yeah. That's the thing. Do
1: you have a lot of anxiety in other parts of your life?
0: Uh not really. Just like I'll get stressed about things, but oh. not anxiety. Yeah, it's funny where I'm super chill about really big you things. You seem
1: very chill. That's, that's hilarious. Super, you don't Thank seem like an anxious person.
0: That's so nice. Yeah, I'm generally like big things I'm really chill, like chill. Like where if I get like in a car accident or something, it's just like, "All right, like let's solve this or whatever." And I think that's because of like what happened with my dad where yeah. finding him like passed out crash into a tree it's like okay well whatever this is isn't that thing so yeah. like I've been at like, at a friend's wedding like his like you know he had a family member who like all of a sudden like started seizing and I was able to be like all right here's what we do like prop his head up do that we'll call the thing and I was so like Like, almost off-puttingly chill about it. Yeah. But if I, like, drop a credit card on the ground and it's, like, on the floor and I can't pick it up with my fingers or whatever because it's too flat, like, I just keep fucking up, I will start screaming and swearing (laughs) and, like, lose my fucking mind. But it's – so, small things, I'll, like, totally lose it. But – like big like big things they just like oh, okay cool like we can fix it. it's a control
1: thing a little bit because yeah if you if it's something that's yeah you can't pick it up and you're doing everything you have right. all the tool you're using all the tools you have to do it and it's yeah. not working then you're like fuck
0: my blue fingers yeah <laughs> i can't pick it up with my blue fingers um
1: the it's like crisis mode you're there's a different blake in crisis mode when something yeah. bad has happened it's still bad and you acknowledge it but you're able to get past that shock and just go and fix it right that's really interesting i thought about that too because um I think after my brother passed away, I have a similar feeling I'm when sorry, something yeah. happens. Yeah. I'll be, but like little things that happen that I'm like, I should be stressed out, but I'm like, and now I'll just handle it, handle it, handle it. Right. And it's like a totally different, it almost feels cold. Um, and I it think it does. Yeah. Yeah. And almost like emotionless. And then I'll be like, okay, what are the things? Or even if something happens to a friend, I'm like, what are the things that feel felt nice to me when this happened? And then I'll kind of just do them. But I'm like, it starts feeling perfunctory where I'm like, I I don't always connect to tragedy anymore. Uh, which is very yeah weird. It might be self-defense, but I also think it comes from just being like, well, we know we can get past this. And it's like, Jesus. There's <laughs> a little lack I, of uh, empathy. Or
0: something. I've never heard, like, I feel the same way, like yeah. identical. Like, I'm almost like emotional hearing you say that because <laughs> it's, I've felt the same way where it is literally just, it, it, you said it just so perfectly. I don't even want to rephrase it because you said it so perfectly. But I was in a, like, I was in the car once with an ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. and we were in it. I'm going to laugh through this just because of how terrible and oh, ridiculous God, okay. this is. But there was a uh, intersection, this guy on a motorcycle, like, just completely wiped out and flew off his oh, motorcycle man. and just was, like, laying there motionless. And then... I remember she was screaming and crying, which is a human reaction. Yeah. And I remember just, like, calling 911 and being like, hey, uh, there's a guy, like, you know, he flew off his motorcycle. He's not moving, but like, he's in the middle of the street. And, like, other people had blocked off traffic, so there was nothing else I could do. Yeah. And I just kind of, like, kept driving and just didn't really give a shit much beyond that, where it's, it's like you said, it's, let's just act, you yeah. know, just yeah, totally. do the thing that you know will help. And whether or not it's a stranger, whether it's not, it's something like as like a utility of get uh, medical people here. Or if someone like a friend is in trouble or in trouble or like emotionally sad or whatever, you can just be like, uh, like, all right, what did I do when I felt bad? A plus B equals help mm-hmm. this person. It's an equation rather than an yeah. actual heartfelt thing.
1: This is kind of a weird thing to say, and but I almost feel like it's um like... You know when you and this is a little bit borrowed from Eliza Skinner has kind of talked done a joke about not about trauma but about um, right comparing life to a movie, and right? Right. The, right. So I'm not totally this isn't a totally original thought, but borrowed from that I do kind of think it's like oh I've seen this one before that's how it feels like when I see tragedy I'm like oh okay I know how this one goes yeah. um so like <laughs> sure let's do it you know but right. then there's a feeling when someone's going through it for the first time I'm, I'm still empathetic and then I'm like okay I remember it was bad but I also am on the other side of it being like you will be fine. And like, and yeah. obviously with the support, cause I had a lot of support, but like a feeling of like, Oh, um, they're seeing it for the first time. So I'm going right. to let them, I'm not going to spoil it. You know what I mean? This is weird. Like I'm not going to spoil your tragedy. Interesting. Um, yeah. That's the closest I can describe because it's almost like, cause th- when I think about it, like going through it, it was like, Oh yeah, it was really bad. And there were times when I was like, I didn't know what was going to be on the other side. But once you get through it, you're like, okay, cool. Like I, I think, uh, hopefully everyone, doesn't have to deal with that. But anyone who has at any point in their life, um, kind of knows like when it ends, you're like, and life goes on. Like it doesn't really stop. And so when you're in that very scary echo chamber of trauma, you're kind of like, I think the first time you do it, you're almost sit in it a little longer. Cause you're like, what is this new feeling? Like, it's not good, but also I must experience this new thing. And then later you're just like, all right, let's just get to the part where I'm out of it.
0: Right. And that's where I'm worried if that's the not healthy part. Just trying you know? to skip through the feeling. Yeah. Where maybe mm-hmm. there is a healthiness to it, but like I had an aunt die, you know, like right after that. Oh, thank you. And she was like the sweetest person ever, mm-hmm. and after that happened, I was like, I don't know if I just the grieving grieving gets weird. Where yeah. I'm like, well, it's not my dad, you yeah, know, which it isn't right.
1: Fake or like less? You're comparing it.
0: Yeah. Where it doesn't have to be like the best thing versus the, or I'm sorry, like the most important thing. There's a gray area. There's a yes. medium, you know? And then I'll be like, well, this isn't the worst thing. It's like, yeah, but it can still be pretty fucking bad, yeah. you know? And it's okay to, to react that way. I know, you know what you
1: mean. Cause there's like normal things that are sad that usually happen in people's lives. Like losing your grandparents. That's a um, part of life. You it's know?
0: expected. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Your elder grandparents, that's um, normal to lose them. It's still very sad. And, and for a lot of people that might be the first, um, death in the family they experienced and so i think you're totally should process that and experience that but mm-hmm. that happened to, for me after like all my grandparents are alive when my t- brother died so at having then losing my grandma after that it was a totally different feeling it was very much and we went to say goodbye to her in the hospital it felt like you know very sad but also of course i did cry but it was like a totally different feeling it was like i'm prepared for this a controlled and cry this is what, yeah this is what's supposed to happen it wasn't it didn't like It wasn't like arresting, if that makes sense. Like, it wasn't like I couldn't move for a month. It was like the proper amount of being sad and mourning and remembering her and then being like, and now she's in a better place and like actually meaning that. Um, Right. And it was, but it was weird because I feel like a part of me was like, should I feel different? Like, I didn't feel like I was feeling the right things because it was so mechanical for me.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting. I almost I was like, God, I feel like I heard this great quote from like a book I read or something about great when you expect something to happen, it's not as bad, but then if it's unexpected, yeah. it's horrific. And then I realized it's a quote from the Joker. <laughs> from, oh no! From <laughs> <Batman>. <laughs> So that's this brain That Uh is this incredible brain That you all would miss out upon Uh (laughs) quoting the Joker But no to uh, He's
1: probably had a brain
0: aneurysm Oh of (laughs) course Yeah he had He had to At some point or another That's why he speaks that (laughs) way Who else would wear makeup like that Um, But yeah no I think Yeah I'm like relating To everything that you're saying In such like a deep And crazy way It's like yeah You're saying it perfectly To the point where I had To make a Joker joke Oh yeah yeah
1: (laughs) No yeah I don't mean to push it too heavy No Um, please
0: do I love it. It's great.
1: I guess uh, my my more like kind of to bring it all together because um, mm-hmm. it kind of connects to the therapy thing. But also, do you think the fear of the aneurysm and maybe you don't know the answer, but do you think yeah. the fear of the aneurysm um, is a little bit like a way to focus, not like focus the anxieties from what you dealt with with your dad without actually having to deal with it? Because it's like almost transferring into a new fear that's not. It's real, but it's not, like... It's, like, a future hypothetical as opposed to being, like, what happened and how is this... Was this thing that actually happened scary?
0: Interesting. I think... So... To the first part, like, is it a way for me not to deal with it? I think that that is... um, I think the way that I dealt with it Uh and then moved on into dealing with things more... Like, I'm going to use the word callously. I don't mean that, Uh like, more mechanically. I think that is a reason that I don't think that's necessarily healthy for me where mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pushing, I don't feel like dealing with the emotions of subsequent matters. Yes. Uh, I think that's what it is rather than like, cause I can say, Oh, you know, I've experienced the worst thing, but like, you know, it did end. Okay. Like it, it could have ended so much worse. And I'm like, now when something heavier comes up, I do think I use that as an excuse to not deal with it, mm-hmm. it or give it the proper attention, the proper, like, grieving process that it deserves and then i think the me like the brain aneurysm like my own you know Uh like uh like phantom (laughs) aneurysm (laughs) thing uh i wonder if that's part of where i was so trying to help other people throughout that Uh thing where and that's the thing i'll do too is and it's, it sounds sweet, but it's a totally, I think it's almost selfish where I will help other people and then not do anything for myself Uh because I don't feel like, I think when you're helping yourself or I'm going to speak you as in speaking about myself, when I help myself, that's when it becomes real. And that's when there's a problem there. And then if I help like my sister or my mom, it's, Oh, I'm helping them with their problem, Yeah, you know, but it's, and their problem being oh my dad her husband's sick where my it's my problem as well but mm-hmm. i can almost deflect and make it someone else's problem which that's, that's a form is of weird. grieving
1: too and that happens a lot i think especially in family situations where there's always someone who takes on the role of like we have to do this. You know, we have to right. write the obituary. When I kind of took that role a little. I was like, we have to send this into the publisher. I'll email and cancel the, his graduation <laughs> yeah. photos. And like, it's the dumbest stuff. you like a but, grief assistant. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> I think it's a form of dealing with grief and like, um, cause in finding comfort in like tasks um, yeah. or, or in your case, finding comfort in helping someone else.
0: Right. Which is a task, I guess. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Then, so I, I don't think it's that you're not grieving. It's just a different form of grieving. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh man. But yeah, gosh, that's, well, it sounds like you're. it's a lot of anxiety. I don't know. But also, <laughs> but also,
0: well, I don't know what to fucking no, tell you. Blake. I, well, I want to no, say I'm, the, I'm the
1: positive silly. thing to me, um, is that in a way it's almost like you've created a buffer, if that makes sense to like mm-hmm. any pain. Cause it's <laughs> like, you're almost saying like, and I don't know what else you stress out about, but you generally seem like a very calm guy. So to me, like hearing like, Oh man, you're worrying about this big thing almost feels like you're worrying about this thing that it could happen but it's like a far away thing that probably won't happen today even though you worry right. about it every day right so you've created this buffer where it's like if that doesn't happen today it was a good day so kind of like everything oh, that funny. happens yeah. even if it's bad you're like well i didn't have that aneurysm i was thinking about all day so uh, right. it's a little bit of a buffer because you don't have to deal with bad stuff i'm sure you still deal with bad stuff but you don't have to deal with it as heavily it doesn't
0: hit you in the way
1: yeah because you're like yeah until this bad thing happens it's all gravy
0: right yeah i think so at all I, i've like i am an incredibly happy person i like love my you life are. and thank you <laughs> and but there will be like at all times like three or four you know moderate things going wrong of whether it's like a family thing or a financial mm-hmm. thing or like a like a career thing or a personal life thing or whatever and i can like handle those like four or five things but then i think and i think those four or five things where like my girlfriend will see me dealing with these things and every mm-hmm. once in a while she'll be like like i feel like i feel so awful that you have to deal with these things and i'm like I'm mean, like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, you know? But And it's it's always not that big of a deal until, like, let's say I can handle five, a six thing comes in. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I do kind of spin into an anxiety of, like, I just can't do all this shit, you know? Like, And I don't mean that in, like, a dark – I mean, like, oh, just – there's only so much time in the day and so much, you know, like uh, like so yeah. much of a person's ability to like fix every or like handle it's everything. It's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I'll get, yeah. We're a thing where a lot of people or a thing where, here, let me not say a lot of people. Um, If I hadn't gone through my dad thing, mm-hmm. uh, two things or one thing I would have maxed out at, you know? Yeah, and okay. now I can handle two or three times that. Wow. But that's not, healthy necessarily you know so it's good where that is a thing where having someone live with you someone who's really close to you she can be like hey man you're taking on a few too many things and i'm so like i oh, fucking i'm handling it but she's like you're not and then i can be like oh how can i change my life to be healthier and not have so many
1: that's so um that gave me chills hearing you say that because i i'm feeling very overwhelmed lately with just a lot of stuff but good things are happening but like it's i think i need to scale back and my uh, my boyfriend like literally said that to me was like i think you like having too much work and i was like Uh i don't because i don't but then i was like but it looks that way so maybe it's time that i prioritize and take some stuff out of my life you know (laughs) i will take that
0: under advisement thank Uh you (laughs)
1: Um. Uh. This is kind of like a like a. Well, I don't want to end. I was like I had a dark thought, but then I was like I don't want to end on a dark thought. Um, I love it. You're you're welcome to. <laughs> I was just saying Have you ever when you're really over? And I'm only saying this because I have a similar. I, this is thing. such a safe
0: zone. Like I'll probably <laughs> laugh at how dark um, this is.
1: It's just like it, I'll explain where I come from from my personal life. But have you ever like had a crazy like when you're feeling like overwhelmed? You're like I can't handle it. Where you're like God, I wish today was the day I had a brain aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh that's so funny i think i'm too vain like i think um i'm like god if i yeah and that's actually a thing i didn't even mention is that like stand up and what i like speaking and like for a living or whatever where uh whatever you know like I like, whatever my skills are one of the skills is like I can be very quick I lack a lot of skills but I can be very very <laughs> quick and then um, you know like having a sense of humor and stuff like that's all from the brain so I think that's what the fear is is that it's mm. never ever um even in a dark way like not even necessarily where like i wish i just fucking disappeared where everyone like you know (laughs) feels that but it's not even that because i'm like fuck but then i won't be funny anymore which is (laughs) and then that is i think when it really i I have to like that's when i cut off the anxiety because once you know the physical aspect of a brain aneurysm is terrifying but what's Uh. exponentially more scary to me is if i lose my ability to be funny Mm. and do comedy and i think that is like the darkest part of it <laughs> oh, to man. me. Yeah.
1: But people love you for who you are. That's my therapist. Always tells always me it's not what you do or what you say, but then I'm like, that's who I am, what I do and what I say. I,
0: right. I know. I know. Is that <laughs> funny? Like, you're that's wrong. A, yeah, you're um, full of shit.
1: No, no. People will love you no matter what. But <laughs> yeah. I, the reason I asked that was cause I had, uh, you know, obviously when I was growing up, I, whatever, Dealt with my own anxieties and depression, right. but as I in the last couple of years, I really have felt a lot better. Um, and I definitely think a big part of that was dealing with trauma, put everything in perspective. But sometimes, and not in a suicidal way, I have to say that, but like of course, sometimes when I'm having a super stressful day where it's like I can't handle, it's too much. Everyone wants something from me. I have like five back to back things and no time and no time to eat. I'll be like. <laughs> I wouldn't pull the trigger, but if today, if if someone was gonna hit me, like if a car was gonna hit me, uh, I hope yeah. it's before I have to do these four podcasts. You know, like,
0: <laughs> you'd want to be murdered. Yeah, like you wouldn't like do it, it yourself, I but today
1: would be the day. It would be someone a good could step day. up, yeah, <laughs> it'd be like so convenient—not right. even murder, but just like put me in a coma or something. Like literally, I'm like. There are days when I'm like, today would be a great day for a coma, and I know that's dark, and I don't mean to be. I'm, of course, no, Saying it's it hilarious. as a joke because I'm a comedian, and I, <laughs> God, I know it's a serious thing. But yeah, um, you yes, just want
0: to press pause
1: some days, and and I don't like it's. Uh, I don't know where that comes from. I don't. know. It's bad. I really probably could just do less things.
0: That's hilarious. Well, so you know, because I like since. Uh, like my dad's thing. Here's a positive. This is a positive uh, secret thing or whatever. Okay. Where um, this is better than hey, uh, I I kill at shows sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I go way out of, like, not way out of my way, but I will send, like, very sentimental messages to people, like, complimenting them, where, and it bugs a lot of my guy friends. I
1: think you sent me one, maybe, when we first I may have. Or you sent, I remember, definitely feel like you sent me a message, at least. Like, even if it was short, like, hey, you're funny or something.
0: Maybe. Yeah. I try to do that, because I have this weird thing of, like, uh, I don't know if it's weird, but when someone dies and p- tons of people have talked about this, where when someone dies, like, Oh, everyone comes out and says really nice things about them, you know? Yeah. And I think from my point of view, I'm like, fuck, well, I want like those people to say that, like everyone should know yeah. if you n- have something nice to say about someone and it's like sincere, yeah. that should be told. And it bugs a lot of my <laughs> like guy <laughs> friends. They're like, would <laughs> you fucking stop? <laughs> you know, like they actually, they fucking hate oh it. My God. So, so but um, yeah, just so you like, you have, by the way, it's Lee, a uh, universally Positive approval rating. Like you have a one hundred percent. I've never <laughs> heard anyone nice. say anything but like that cannot praise. be true. You
1: don't have not met my enemies. Um, okay, well
0: that was a lie. Uh, no, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. No, I like. Write, do. I
1: do like writing. I'm I'm the same way. I like writing love letters. I like writing nice things. I went through a phase where I was embarrassed by it, and now I'm back around. I'm back, baby. Yeah, I, you're right. I write Hell love yeah. letters. I don't care if it embarrasses you. You are annoying <laughs> as ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, thank you for sharing that Yeah, of course I want to end with a quick game Do um, it. This is based on So you're um, from Philadelphia, right? mm mm-hmm. or, or area close to it Yeah, yeah um, So Philadelphia is known for Philly cheesesteaks It okay, is this is a stretch But uh, this is a game all about cheesy lines Okay? Very Great. nice Yes, because I know you changed your story And I was like I'm just going to do one about where you're from <laughs> um, So this is called Did this cheesy line win win an award or is it something amateur?
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. I love this game. Who did, who did you steal this game from? I feel like I've heard of this game before. Uh,
1: yeah. Thank you for this compliment. Yeah. I don't trust any compliments now. It's out of your mouth, Blake. Um, uh, no. So this is a game. Um, basically I'm going to pull a line or say a line from an, something, uh, an award winning movie or song Mm -hmm. uh in that vein it'll be something well known so something you'll probably know um or it will be a line from uh something that's not that maybe a shitty piece of thing from the internet that you haven't heard of maybe something you've heard of but it didn't win any awards okay cool so pretty straightforward yeah and and uh there's a couple questions and you'll just have to guess if it was an award or amateur
0: perfect duh okay (laughs) here's the first
1: one number one It's the sense of touch any real city you walk, you know, you brush past people, people bump into you in L.A. Nobody touches you. Was this from an award winning something or an award or amateur?
0: I'm going to go award. Okay. On that one, because I feel like to me that sounded like lofty and and Mm. very intelligent. All right. And I realize the risk that I'm taking. Do you have any guesses what it might be? Uh... I feel like it's a Grammy award winning song or like or <laughs> it's from uh yeah or from a movie yeah
1: Um it is from a movie you are correct it won an award wow. um it is from Crash <laughs>
0: oh is it <laughs> the win- so oh yeah winner that's hilarious winner of the best
1: screenplay in 2005 Paul Haggis and Bobby Moresco wrote it um, didn't have to didn't say it had to be good uh, <laughs> so funny <laughs> okay <laughs> just no. like
0: uh, I was so as I was saying I'm like what is this gonna reveal uh, about did, me
1: <laughs> did win an award for best screenplay number two my gut says there's some bad shit going on over there and my balls say we need to go over there and check it out your balls said that yes they did this dialogue was this dialogue award or amateur?
0: I'm going to say amateurd And I just like have so much trouble thinking about like what could win an award while using the word balls.
1: Mm. You're in Things Are Correct. This is from Baywatch, the 2017 movie. Sorry. That didn't win anything? Zach Efron and The Rock. Oh, it may have won one of those bad movie awards. <laughs> no,
0: I'm <kidding>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, we're going strictly Academy. You know, okay. the top, the EGOTs. We're going the EGOTs. Okay, okay. that's fair. All right. Yes, yeah, Since everything could win an award these days, right? Millennials. <laughs> yes. Am I right? Thank um, you. Participation God. trophies.
0: <laughs> Ugh.
1: Uh, and then I just do an hour on how millennials are lazy. Uh, <laughs> 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 Teresa,
0: can I leave or? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Uh, number three, ain't no angel going to greet me. It's just you and I, my friend. Award or amateured?
0: Uh, I'm going to go immature because like it went back and forth. Like the first, Mm-hmm. two times and mm-hmm. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. sticking with two immature in a row
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good guess the answer is a word. Ah. this is the streets of Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen the wow. boss it's a lyric from the song
0: B- the boss I thought you would know this shit but, it's know. probably written on my lower back in <laughs> <ink>. <laughs> all
1: right all right okay number four basically i'm completely smitten with you and i don't care if i'm making an ass out of myself right now because you've seen me make an ass out of myself a million times and you still want to be my friend award or amateured
0: i'm gonna say amateured but i feel like it's from like a, a pixar movie that i liked uh, it is remem-
1: from a movie. It oh, won an award. Ass. And this is a Juno by Diablo Cody, which Ooh. won Best Screenplay in 2007. Excellent. Yeah, won, won an award. Uh, all right, a couple more questions. You're doing pretty good. I think you're tied up. So. I think I am. Yeah, you're two for two. For, two, two. <laughs> all right. I did an... Let me do that again. (laughs) Here it is. I did our laundry yesterday. My face was just as wet as all the clothes hung up to dry. I saw the sweater that I bought you for last Christmas that I gave you early to see you smile. Award or amateur?
0: I'm going to say award. That touched me.
1: It's really sweet and it touched me too. But unfortunately, it is amateur. It's poetry from the original uh, OCR poetry subreddit where people post original poetry. This is a line from um, a poem by Honorary REC, but it's a sweet huh. little poem. So, yeah. you know, amateur does not mean it's bad.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool, uh, cool.
1: Yep. Okay. Two more questions.
0: I thought you said, did you, which subreddit was it? OC poetry, like Orange County.
1: No, no, I think it's like original content
0: poetry. <laughs> I was like, like, oh no, this <laughs> yeah, is this a is very uh, Laguna Beach face based. What's her from the
1: hills, uh, Whitney? Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. It's, a, it's it was fine. It wasn't bad. I, no. I was trying to tri- trying to be a little tricky here. Yeah, no, okay. no, no.
0: I found that Irvine has the best art.
1: <laughs> <laughs> La Jolla Playhouse. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see if you can get this. These last two correct. Okay. Here it is. Oh, you see that skin? It's the same she's been standing in since the day she saw him walking away. Now she's left cleaning up the mess he made. Award or Amateur? I'm
0: gonna go Amateur because it rhymed.
1: Okay, what do you think? Do you think it's a song or movie or?
0: I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna say it's from the uh, Riverside subreddit of poetry. <laughs> no, uh, I'm gonna say it's from a song.
1: So close! It is award, uh, but you got the song right, so that's half a point. This is daughters by john mayer which won the grammy for best song oh, nice. in 2005 huh same year as crash
0: same not a coincidence <laughs> you really dove into 2005
1: today <laughs> So you got 2.5 okay thank you for the uh, half a point that was for, very yeah, kind 2. of you 2.5 so this last po- this last round i'm gonna make it worth three points okay uh-huh. so if you get this right you'll thank you win uh, yes yes you will win that's the rules um, excellent okay so I, you know what let's make it worth 100 points so yeah you, you're gonna win plus bonus or right. i would
0: lose anyway you yeah would lose.
1: yeah so here we go survival of the fittest it's the jungle it's the law of the jungle sorry survival of the fittest it's the law of the jungle there's always someone trying to take what's yours how do i know it almost happened to me award or award? <laughs> amateur?
0: award <laughs> <No. laughs> Amateur? wait hold on is it the other is it the only other answer i
1: could give did that pause and my face give it away (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um you know what you're wrong um, That's okay. but you know this some people's hearts um this is kind of a tricky one because it was nominated so i tried to trick you ah. so you know what it's 50 points the answer was the boss baby written by michael mccullers and it Ooh. was nominated for academy award in 2017 for and, Best robbed. Animated. and robbed and robbed guess, for that matter so. um yeah what won the i think inside out or yeah no that was way that was 2015 what won in 2017? Probably Coco. I'm gonna, yeah, I I'm think gonna it was. i Yeah Coco. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you heard it from Blake Wexler's mouth. Boss Baby is better than Coco. Thank um. you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: Um, thanks so much for playing um, and being on this <laughs> podcast. Where can people find you?
0: Uh, at Blake Wexler on all social media and BlakeWexler.com.
1: Awesome, and you can follow this podcast on Instagram at Tell Me Anything Pod, or um, if you want to tip us on PayPal, PayPal.me/slash You Can Tell Me Anything. Goodbye.